This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Her name is Wendy Christian and she's on the radio. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. You ready to go? For you ready for uh, your Thursday? You ready for uh, connecting with us and inspiring us? Yes, as ready as I can be. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't feel like the weather's getting any cooler. It feels like it's just getting hotter. It's all very weird. But we can tell by the sun going down a little bit earlier and rising a tad later. We're in for a change of season that's going to be upon us. And we need to be ready for that change in the season. We do. Um, I've certainly noticed that it's darker in the mornings. Um, and so it makes it a little bit more difficult to get up. Um, but yes, it, it is going to start changing. You find that the evenings are already starting to cool down, even though the days are still much hotter. So people uh, often say, oh, you know, we're heading towards cold and flu season. How does that work? I mean, how does that suddenly become a season for cold and flu? So typically, um, you will have cooler weather and your viruses and your bacteria can, can survive a lot longer in cooler weather. So you do have that season or your immune system tends to drop. You spend a lot more time indoors. You know, you're cooped up inside. You wear warmer clothing. So, you know, you don't have as much exposure to the sun. You're not out in the fresh air as much. And so we are exposed to more of the bugs than we would normally be. Also, we, we don't always feel... Summer makes us feel good. I don't know what it is. The sun on our faces. Maybe we don't have to cover ourselves up from nostril to tippy toes with clothes to try and keep warm. So it sort of affects our mood as well, doesn't it, when the seasons change? It certainly does. You get something called seasonal affective disorder. So that's um, it's abbreviated to the word sad. Oh. Um, and some people notice that. They feel a little sadder, a bit lower. Their mood changes when the, the weather is grayer and, you know, not as sunny. Yeah, I called it, I used to call it weatherlitis before I knew there was actually yes. a term for it. <laughs> and you sort of feel, oh, I'm just not feeling it today. And we love seeing the sun. So Cape Town weather can be dreary, gray and rainy, but we uh, have to prepare our bodies as well for the change of season. So Wendy's going to share with us today five ways to give our bodies the best chance of staying healthy as the seasons change. We love it when you give us a list, uh, Wendy. So let's get into it. What's the very first thing on our uh, list of five? Yeah, so the first one would be to make sure that you're getting enough of your vitamin D. Because there's not as much sun anymore, you want to make sure that you're either supplementing it with a supplement or that you're getting more vitamin D-rich foods in the diet. Wendy, can we store up vitamin D from the summer? Those of us who enjoy the sun on our skin and we've left enough skin exposed to get some good vitamin D stores, can that carry us through winter or must we supplement? Well, it depends. It depends on our genetics because certain people just don't store as much vitamin D. They have a higher need for vitamin D than other people. Mm. Um, but vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, so it can be stored in the body for a period of time. We luckily have a short winter, so if we've spent enough time in the sun and we do absorb it well, we should have enough to tide us over. But there certainly are individuals, even though we live in a sunny climate, that have a deficiency in vitamin D all year round, despite being in the sun all the time. So what's vitamin D good for? So it's important for your mood, it's important for your immune system, and it keeps your hormones in balance. And um, is there any food we can take that, uh, that we can enjoy that's already got some good vitamin D in it before we start reaching for the supplement? Yes. So your oily fish are a good source, so salmon and tuna and mm. any of those sardines, any of the oily type fish. 
red meat and liver and egg yolks. And then also your, if you're eating cereals, generally those cereals um, or juices might be fortified with vitamin D as well. And if we want to supplement, uh, what are we looking for on the, on the name? I mean, are there different kinds of vitamin Ds? Are there different ways we can supplement? Are we looking for a specific one? Well, it depends. So um, generally a doctor would prescribe a vitamin D2 um, and what's available on the shelf is your vitamin D3. So I, for me, I feel like the vitamin D3 is a little bit better absorbed. Um, but it depends. You know, some of the some of the medical doctors have given a vitamin D2 for a specific reason. So either of those options will be fine. But you would need a script from the doctor for the vitamin D2, um, and your vitamin D3 is generally available, not your very high doses, but you can get reasonable doses available um, in your health shop or um, at the pharmacy. All right, moving on with our list. Vitamin D is number one on that list of the top five. Uh, what's the next one? So the next one is exercise to warm your body. So keeping warm in winter is important because if our bodies are warm, they're more flexible, they can move better, and obviously your immune system works better. And exercise is a great way to do that. We tend to stop exercising or exercise less because it's colder. And it's also very important to make sure that when you're exercising, that you warm up effectively because your body won't have that warmth from the the heat of the summer months Mm. to be able to keep itself supple. So you need to do your warm-up exercises and stretching a little bit more in the, in the cooler months. Yeah, you were talking about seasonal affective disorder. Exercise can combat that, I'm sure. Definitely. So when we exercise, we endorphins are released into our system, and so that definitely helps to stabilize our mood and keep us um, more stable from a mood perspective. One thing about uh, summer is uh, I love uh, stone fruits. I love uh, plums and peaches and nectarines and mangoes and that kind of a thing. We don't get those in the uh, in the winter, but uh, Wendy, there's plenty of other appropriate high vitamin C level, I'm sure, also of uh, fruits and veggies that uh, we can enjoy in the in this winter time. Yes, so fruits and vegetables obviously contain antioxidants and nutrients. Um, and so we want to be eating those so that we can enjoy their health benefits. And specifically in the winter months, we would like to have um, spices and foods such as turmeric and ginger and chilies and curries Yum. that not only flavor the food, but it helps to reduce inflammation and to increase the circulation in our body. And if our circulation is doing well, then the blood flow around your body is, is much better. Um, and then the foods that uh, the fruits and vegetables that are seasonal during winter, of course, those are the ones we need to be looking out for. Yes, it's generally always better to eat seasonal foods. Um, and because your seasonal foods used to taste better, first of all, they're cheaper, and they ha- they're more nutritionally dense. So they've been able to go through the growing and the ripening process properly, which is allowing them to, um, to get packed full of those nutrients that they need to be full of. Tell us a bit about those vitamins you're just talking about. What are the ones we're looking out for? So specifically vitamins A, C, and folate. Um, and those are the ones that you find in your fruits and your vegetables. And in the winter months, it would be your citrus fruit. Um, broccoli, you can generally get most of the time. Um, spinach as well and red peppers. And then seasonal fruits like cherries or kiwi fruits. But even if you buy your fruits in the summer, so when they are in season, you can freeze them or puree them to use later. They do lose a little bit in the freezing process of their nutrient profile, but it's still much healthier than um, and more nutritionally dense than buying something that's been artificially ripened. Yeah, that's true. 
I do love avocado pears. I know they're not on your list specifically, but that's one of the highlights. And you can get avos all year round now, but they never quite taste the same as a good winter avo. Um, I think that's got to do with their fat content during the winter time. That's quite right. And it's, it's definitely got to do with that, that picking, um, you know, when they're picked. Because mm. if they're picked and ripened artificially, they lose flavor and they lose that fat content because they haven't been able to develop that normally on the tree. Now I just feel like an avo. Uh, we need to keep moving along. <laughs> we are looking at the top five ways to prepare ourselves and stay healthy as the seasons change. Our immune system, we've been talking about this and rightly so for the last two years specifically, but it's back on the list. That's it. So we want to keep our immune system strong um, because if we have a healthy immune system, our bodies can fight off those infections. So if we don't manage our stress and if we don't get enough sleep or rest, our um, immune system becomes compromised. So it's very important that we manage our stress. When we have too much stress, our bodies release um, stress hormones, and that, in, that reduces our immune function and then obviously makes us more susceptible to illness. Um, we often speak about vitamin C. We did just uh, in the, the, the one above this, but um, what about zinc? That's always a biggie when we talk about immune system boosting. Yes. So zinc is a very good um, nutrient to help maintain immunity, among other things. Um, and it's present in foods such as your shellfish and your seafood and beans and nuts mm. and mushrooms and kelp and pumpkin seeds and also your whole grain. So we, we definitely should be able to get a lot of these nutrients from our food. But it doesn't mean that we have to rush out and buy a supplement for everything. Yeah, let's eat some delicious whole seasonal food. I'm, I could eat now with all this talk about uh, you had me at shellfish there <laughs> in this part of our conversation. Never mind uh, nuts and mushrooms and kelp. Uh, we can't have a list of how to improve our health without saying, boot the sugar, Wendy. Absolutely. And this, I think, you know, we, we don't necessarily even think about it. But if we, if we don't think about our sugar burden, especially in the winter months, because we tend to reach for those sugary drinks or more of those warm drinks, and um, so, you know, you might not add sugar to your hot chocolate, but it's loaded with, with, with sugar. Mm -hmm. Same with your chai lattes. And then if you are drinking more coffees and teas and adding sugars to those, we really want to be cautious of those because they increase our inflammatory load. And um, so, you know, rather find healthy alternatives, teas that are made with, or coffees that are being drunk without sugar, and, um, and then that will help a lot to reduce the, the load and not pack our bodies full of empty calories. Mm -hmm. Because we wonder at the end of the winter why you've gained the weight. Not necessarily all the extra potatoes, it might be, <laughs> but it could be the extra sugar that you're adding. I was in the supermarket, um, and I, I love rooibos tea, and I was trying to think, what, what interesting rooibos sort of based drinks do they have, just to shake things up a little bit, you know? And so I picked up this box that said that was a, a kind of a cappuccino sort of a, a rooibos thing. So let me just see the ingredients, not the sort of thing I would reach for, because I don't like all the artificial this and that and whatever. And the very first ingredient was sugar, Wendy, and if we see the very first ingredient on an ingredient list is the one of which that's the, the highest content of whatever it is you're purchasing, right? That, that's right, yes. So if it's, if it's at the top of the list, you want to know that that's, there's a large quantity in there. The next thing that you would look for on the label is the carbohydrate value. Mm. And if it's anything over, I would say, four, um, uh, then you, you, you want to avoid that, that item. And when you look at something and you see total sugars and then it says you 15 grams, in, I mean, that's, yes. that's, that's a lot of sugar in one sort of helping or one sachet of whatever it is you're consuming. Goodness. 
That's it. That could be your allowance for the day, you know, and you're drinking that in one drink, or you might be having a couple of those drinks in a day. Yeah. And you, before you realize that you've had much more than your, your recommended allowance for sugar intake, because then you're not even thinking about what's in your, in your fruits, what's in your vegetables, what's in your other carbohydrates, what's in your cereal. Mm. You know, by the time you add those all up, you, you could land up with a whole lot more sugar than is, is healthy for your body. There you go. You've heard it from Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. If you want to go and see her and make use of her wonderful expertise, um, you can uh, find her as Google uh, Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, we love hanging out with you. We love what you bring us. The listeners are excited. They're downloading the podcast. You'll find this new one on kpulpit.co.za. Here's to a great day, Wendy. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.